your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Lockdown Golden Knights, a loss in South Florida for VGK as the Golden Knights fall apart late in the game. Hi again, everyone. I'm Tony Cardasco. Follow us at Lockdown VGK or me at Tony Dasco on Twitter. You can hear me on Saturday mornings from 8 to 10 a.m. on 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas, which is also heard on the Odyssey app. Thank you for making Lockdown Golden Knights your first listen every day. It is free and available on all platforms. So the Golden Knights absolutely unraveled over the final minute of the game last night, and the final score was closer than the 4-1 Panthers win might indicate. Here is how I saw things falling apart, unraveling, if you will, for the VGK. The Golden Knights were trailing in the game 2-1. There were about two minutes to go, and first things first, Peter DeBoer was trying to get Robin Leonard off the ice to add the extra skater. But you got to credit the Panthers to some degree. They kept pushing the puck back into their zone. VGK just could not exit, and they couldn't get Leonard off the ice. And that was where things, I felt, started to go south a little bit for the Golden Knights. Then they finally were able to get Leonard off the ice with about a minute and change remaining in regulation. The Golden Knights were looking to tie up the game, but the Panthers scoring twice late on empty netters as they salted the game away, and both of those coming off of, let's say, atrocious VGK turnovers. Well, at least one atrocious turnover. Down 2-1, to one, and with the extra man, the Panthers cleared the zone, and Marshmont of the Panthers, who was uh, earlier the recipient of a vicious Braden McNabb hit, he simply took the puck away from Shea Theodore on the turnover. Right behind the VGK net, Theodore was trying to get the puck away and trying to get it away from the empty net, and Marshmont deposited the puck Made it 3-1, to one, which is 56 seconds to go. And then uh, just a few seconds later, we saw another big turnover. This time, it was Alex Petrangelo with the turnover. Sam Bennett scored his second goal of the night, and that came on an empty netter. And 4-1 to one was the final. If the Golden Knights are going to compete for the Stanley Cup... They have to beat the upper echelon teams. They're just not doing that. And for some reason, they fall apart in this game. It was total sloppiness. They need to get their game together. They can't let their game slip away. And it was so uncharacteristic of this VGK team. Yes, they turned the puck over. But on Thursday night, this was absolutely pure slop. Just uncharacteristic of this VGK team. And I don't know what was going on. And don't blame it on bad ice because both teams played on that ice on that surface on Thursday night, okay? The Golden Knights had the puck taken away by the Panthers 27 times in the game. 27 times, 27 Florida takeaways. And enough already, enough of blaming those poor ice conditions. VGK had to play through it, and they had to really toughen up. And in the end, they simply fell apart. And after the game, all the hemming and hawing about the poor ice conditions. You know, I watched the Florida broadcast on Thursday night, and not once did they mention the ice conditions. Not one time, or the poor ice conditions. Nothing. Not a word. And so after the game, I just, uh, when I listened to the pressers, everything was about the poor ice. No, it was about turnovers and Florida takeaways. 
and not protecting the puck and not doing the things that you need to do execution-wise late in the game that would have led VGK to at least getting a point. That's how I felt. I thought that they were in the game. I thought that they had the opportunity to tie the game up, especially with the man advantage late in the game, and they let it slip away. VGK actually had a few errors in the game leading up to that late collapse also. With VGK leading 1-0 on the Shea Theodore goal in the first period, Alexander Barkov stole the puck from Riley Smith, and he scored on a shorthanded goal. That tied the game up at one apiece with just 29 seconds remaining in the first period, and that was a big momentum killer for the Golden Knights. So three of the four goals came off of turnovers, and the fourth goal was just a softy, a soft goal, no other way to put it, that Robin Leonard never saw. Never saw, perhaps, because Sam Bennett just walked in, and he just scored on Leonard, and there was a VGK defender in front of the net, and perhaps Leonard was screened out. But just when you thought that VGK cleaned up a lot of its game, especially from what we saw in the Capitals and the Canes games, they fell apart in the Panthers game on Thursday night. This was supposed to be a litmus test of sorts between a couple of Stanley Cup contenders. You wanted to see where the Golden Knights were at. But again, they're just not beating those top-tier teams. They're not beating them. They're just not doing it, and that is hurting them, I feel, from being a legitimate contender at the very top. Yeah, my takeaway from this game, too many Florida takeaways. 27. 27 takeaways. That's a lot. You could blame players getting back on the ice and skating together for the first time in a while. Like Max Pacioretty showed up. That was nice. He returned for VGK. It was, what, just his 17th game, I think, of the season. And Pacioretty should have had an assist in that one play that went right through the crease. And Mark Stone missed a wide-open net. Riley Smith returned after spending some time on the COVID list, too. But again, he turned the puck over. And he didn't have a great night on the offensive end, either. Aside from the turnovers, there was one big play in the game that perhaps a lot of the VGK fans are going to point to as the turning point in the contest, and that was the play that sent Carter Verhage to the penalty box for holding Mark Stone, and that was after Stone stole the puck. He was apparently headed for a breakaway before Verhage just dragged him down. I mean, Stone hadn't even gotten inside the VGK zone, and he was dragged down. And by the letter of the law in the NHL rulebook, That is not a penalty shot, folks. Stone wanted the penalty shot on the play. The ref said no. It wasn't like Stone was driving alone on a breakaway. It's not like he was out in front of Spencer Knight, the Florida goalie. But for Hagee, with him then going to the penalty box, that's when Alexander Barkov stole the puck, scored the shorthanded goal, and he tied the game at one. I didn't believe it was a penalty shot. Should not have been awarded in that situation. But VGK again lets its guard down. When something goes wrong, this team just seems to let their guard down like that. And with the man advantage, VGK gives up the shorthanded goal. Again, Barkov stealing the puck, takes it away from Riley Smith, and he buries the puck. It could have been the turning point of the game, but then again, VGK fell apart late in this contest, and really no excuses for the Golden Knights. They need to play better, and they need to do it on Saturday night in Tampa Bay. When we return, the VGK fourth line and the bottom six overall, they're playing better. And Nolan Patrick had some more good shifts again on Thursday night. We'll talk about him. You are listening to Locked On Golden Knights. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. 
If yours is about getting fit or eating healthy, then Built Bar has to be in your plan. Built Bar tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Unlike other protein bars, it doesn't taste chalky or waxy or like a chemical spill. Covered in 100% chocolate, most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar and net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Built Bar has so many flavors to choose from. My new favorite is coconut almond, but my New Year's resolution is to try as many flavors as possible. There are always new flavors, limited flavors that you can find at built.com. Go to built.com today to get 15% off your order by using the promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED15 at built.com. Welcome back, and thanks for making Locked On Golden Knights your first listen every day. It is free and available on all platforms. I'm Tony Cardasco. I wanted to give some props to Nolan Patrick and to the fourth line of VGK. Nolan Patrick has had a rocky road in Las Vegas this season and a rocky start to his injury-plagued career overall. But he seems currently to have turned the corner of late. He's been contributing on this road trip. He had that between the legs goal in Carolina this week. And he and his line mates, William Carrier and Keegan Colasar, again, have had some good shifts. They're starting to turn in some scoring opportunities. And they did it again on Thursday night against the Panthers. When he's been healthy, Patrick has been buzzing up and down the ice recently. He's turning out to be the 200-foot player that the Golden Knights were hoping he would be. He's playing with a couple of heavies in Carrier and Colasar, and both of those two players have improved on the forecheck as well, especially on this road trip. There is some chemistry. The trio's playing well together. They generated only a couple of shots on net in Thursday night's game, both from Colasar, but they possessed the puck in the offensive zone, and that was important, and they also had efficient ice time. Around 10 minutes of ice time for the group, but they played much bigger, and they seemed like they were on the ice much longer for the Golden Knights, so that's a good thing. Most of us know the Nolan Patrick story, the first-round draft pick by the Flyers in 2017. Patrick missed the entire 2019-2020 season due to migraines. He returned last season, and he had just four goals and nine points in 52 games. This season, he was expected to be the third-line center for the Golden Knights after he was traded to VGK, and by most accounts, that's where he was expected to be coming into this season for the Golden Knights. He has only played in 14 games this season, and he missed time with a variety of injuries. He has five points, including two goals this season, but in my estimation, he's already showing some improvement, and I like the chemistry again on that line. He has shown signs at times of breaking out. He's been racing up and down the ice. I really like that, and I said again that I feel like he is improving. Uh, the goals against the Canes and the Oilers this season for Nolan Patrick. And believe it or not, he is still just 23 years old. And it's way too early to give up on him now. He's turning out to be that solid player and uh, doing the intangible things that the Golden Knights were hoping for. He just needs to stay healthy. Patrick has uh, been on the IR this season. He was also out due to COVID at one point. You got a feel for Nolan Patrick. It's not his fault that he suffered all these injuries and he's been out with COVID. And finally, he's starting to get into a groove with the Golden Knights. But recently, Bobby Clark let his rift with former Flyers general manager Ron Hextall spill out in public. Clark said he didn't want to take Nolan Patrick with a second overall pick in 2017, and the organization, he said, wanted to, in turn, select Kale McCarr. But Ron Hextall objected. McCarr, the superstar now with the Avalanche, 
and Patrick hasn't played much, and he's been fighting to prove that he is worthy still of the number two overall draft pick. I was just thinking when Patrick was drafted, there was no way that he would ever expect to be a fourth-line center, and that's where he currently plays for the Golden Knights. None of the Phillies scouts wanted Nolan Patrick at number two. According to Bobby Clark, they wanted Kale McCarf. If Nolan Patrick can stay healthy, he will give the Golden Knights five solid centers at the least, at the very least. With Jack Eichel returning within a month or so, you have Chandler Stevenson, William Carlson, and Nick Watt, too. And Patrick is starting to find his groove, as I said, on that fourth line. I like the way they're playing. They're starting to play consistent hockey. And you could only hope that the fourth line continues to play well, continues to improve, continues to contribute. I feel everything that Patrick does is a bonus for VGK. Coming up next when we return, the keys to the game between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Tampa Bay Lightning. You're listening to Locked On Golden Knights. Thanks for making Locked On Golden Knights your first listen every day. It is free and available on all platforms. Welcome back. I'm Tony Cardasco, and here are my keys to the game for Saturday night when the Golden Knights skate in Tampa against the Lightning to round out this four-game road trip. Number one, VGK has to score on Andre Vasilevsky. If they can't score against Vasilevsky, obviously they can't win. Pretty simple, right? He made 38 saves against the Golden Knights, and he shut down VGK in the third period in the Golden Knights' loss in Las Vegas back in December. As I went back and watched that game, I thought there's no way that the Golden Knights could score against a locked-in Vasilevsky in the third period. VGK should go into this game with the mindset that they have to steal a point or two on the road trip. The Lightning struck for three straight goals in their 4-3 win at the Fortress, and VGK just could not penetrate the puck past Andre Vasilevsky late in the game. Number two, compete with a top-tier team. The Golden Knights did it in Carolina. They did it for a while with the Panthers on Thursday night, but they have to break through. They have to start winning these games. They have to prove that they belong. The Golden Knights have to continue to play in front of the net and play physical. They have to, again, step things up. They did that against the Panthers on Thursday night. I felt it was one of their best hitting games of the season, or at least of late. They need to play physical against the Lightning, too. This Florida trip is tough, but VGK has to find a way to get a point or two Jack Hughes of the New Jersey Devils said after Thursday's loss to Tampa, he said that Tampa just knows how to win. They're the best in the league until someone knocks them off. Well, VGK has to pull an upset on the road in Tampa on Saturday night. Number three, turnovers. If the Golden Knights commit another 27 turnovers, this game could be over early. The Lightning are a very opportunistic team they are going to convert turnovers into goals. Steven Stamkos continues to be a thorn in the VGK side. He had two goals in the first meeting this season, and again, it was a late uh, goal-scoring spree of three consecutive goals for Tampa as they pulled out that game 4-3 to in Las Vegas. And luckily for VGK, Nikita Kucherov is on the COVID list, so he will most likely be missing the game. Again, my keys to the game score against Andre Vasilevsky, compete with a top-tier team, and turnovers. You cannot commit that many turnovers, not as many as they did in the Florida game, and expect to win against another top-tier team. I personally think that this will be a tight-checking and low-scoring game. Let's see if VGK has anything left in the tank. Game number four on this four-game road swing. 
Robin Leonard is starting to find his groove for VGK. He just cannot let up any cheap goals against Tampa. Coming up on Monday's show, we're going to be recapping the VGK Tampa game. Thanks for making Locked On Golden Knights your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the National Hockey League every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available on all platforms. We thank you all for tuning in. I'm Tony Cardasco. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll see you back here again Monday on Locked On Golden Knights.